Hey guys, Montel here, and thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Free Thinking with Montel. You know, a lot of us have been hunkered down over the last two years trying to figure out how we're going to exist through this pandemic, and hopefully it's coming to an end. And people are starting to rethink their health, rethink their way of keeping themselves together. I mean, you know, I know I put on a couple extra little pounds during this pandemic, some of which I wish I didn't put on, but I'm going to get them off. And I've been working at really cleaning up my diet a little bit more and getting myself back on track the way I was before this all started. My guest today is a leading, is an entrepreneur and one of the leading nutritional experts in the world. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a leader and innovator in health and wellness industry with two decades of experience in developing and managing sustainable wellness companies. Named by Profession Magazine as the nation's leading health innovator in the natural products industry, she's a global advocate for clean and safe nutrition. My friend and fellow wellness explorer, Naomi Will. Naomi, thanks so much for being on the show today. Montel, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. You know, a lot of people, I mean, you're well known all over the world, but there are some people out there who've kind of missed your background. Let's start a little bit by talking about your background and how your experiences growing up really shaped who you are today. For me, Montel, uh, I grew up with eczema, autoimmune issues, eczema that covered my whole body, so much so that it, it really governed the way I felt about myself, my self-confidence. Like I would always wear clothing that would cover my entire body. And even you would my hands like as a teenager and you would think wow that person has like 80 year old skin because it was just it would bleed it would crack it would pus it was really really bad and I could never approach the outermost layer of my largest organ you know our shield our skin I could never approach my skin from the outside I couldn't put things on I couldn't put creams lotions and things like that because it would just actually inflame my skin. And so I had to always approach my health from the inside, sort of going outward. And that shaped the way I approach life. I look at food as medicine. I'm very conscious of like what nutrients are the most important that we need to be putting into our bodies. And um, it's become my life's work. It's my passion, obsession, all of the above. Well, then uh, you started off because of your own personal needs, trying to figure out what worked for you. But did you get educated in this? Did you get a degree in this? What did you do? So great questions. Um, I started out with my own personal needs. I was actually born in Switzerland on uh, what's called a biodynamic farm. So it's like organic to the next level. And I grew up, my father's a chemist, um, my grandfather's quantum physicist. And so I grew up with these scientists. And when I started to go to college, I started in biology, but what I quickly learned was that my, my real sort of like expertise was around improving the way things worked. So while I focused on being educated in nutrition, and I have nutritional cons council um, programs that I've done, different certificates, where I really got my education was in business. And so if you look at for example, supply chain and how we get nutrition to our supplements or to our food table. That's where my expertise truly lies in 
providing clean and pure nutrition, and then working with global experts in different areas of nutrition to really bring the best to all of us in the best way. And you've you've already started multiple successful companies along the way. Let's back up and tell them a little bit about your history so people know, you know a little bit more about your background. Well, for me, it's really um, it was really just from that personal that personal place of of discovery. So as I've traveled the world over the past two decades, for example, I started, I first became really intrigued while I was um, reading this book by a gentleman named Dr. Craig Wilcox. And he wrote a book called The Okinawan Diet. And I wanted to know why do the Okinawans live so long? Like, what is it about them? So about 20 years ago, I took a flight you know, over to Okinawa. So it was a, it was probably the longest flight I had ever taken at that time. And I got over there and I met with this incredible professor, Dr. Wilcox, who had studied at Harvard. And I started to learn about these Okinawan people. And so as I started to learn what they were doing, like, wow, they incorporate a lot of ginger into their daily diet. Oh, when they eat a salad, it's actually not made up of lettuce. It's actually made up of like different herbs and wow, um, they're spending so much more time in a sense of community, not isolating, being together. And so these sort of things really got me excited. And I thought, if I could bring some of this back to the U.S., how cool would that be? And so I brought ingestible collagen into the U.S. market in 2009 as a beauty supplement. It wasn't new. Yes, it was new here in the U.S., but it was being used every day by women throughout Asia that I had, you know, had the opportunity and the privilege to really encounter. Or I brought resveratrol from France, you know, where the French paradox is very real. Like, why is it that the French have this super healthy cardiovascular health, these great hearts, and they're eating such high fatty diets? So sort of looking at things through different lenses, different cultures, different people. And that's how I built my businesses. And um, the rest is kind of just part of the process and history. Absolutely. Yeah. You were one of the first that I had ever spoken to about adaptogen vitamins. And now they're all the rage all over the world. I mean, this is something that we spoke about 10 years ago. Yes. And now people are finally catching up. It's true. I mean, nothing is new, right? So it just depends on where you are in the world. and depending on where you are, people have been doing this for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And that's what I really like to find. I went to uh, Cameroon. I went to West Africa last November. So I was actually um, spending time with Whoopi and COVID was, you know, had already been six months in and we were looking at sort of the numbers and how do we how do we support our immune function? How do we like strengthen ourselves? And I had read this amazing research that had taken place um, in Cameroon, West Africa. And uh, Whoopi said to me, look, if, you, if you're willing to go over there now, I think meeting with the researchers, meeting with the locals, understanding how they use this particular spice that helps support their entire metabolic function would be really interesting. And so I did. And um, I brought this amazing ingredient just recently into the market, which I'm really excited to share. 
That's a, really, so what, what is that ingredient? Share it so I call it spice fruit. It, it's, it's from Cameroon and um, diglomera is the scientific name, but it's, it's an ingredient that, you know, all of our ancestors have used. And when you go to Cameroon, they're using this spice in their daily diet. So just like, you know, red wine is used in the daily diet in France or the Mediterranean diet, this is one of their everyday spices or turmeric is used in India daily. This one, they make this yellow soup out of it. And it doesn't matter necessarily how much weight somebody has on their body. It has everything to do with how their metabolism is functioning. You know, what their metabolic function is. Do they have metabolic syndrome? And it happens to be in Cameroon, they're incorporating the spice every day, cooking with it, using it all the time, and their metabolic function is good. So, you know, their their blood pressure, their blood sugar, they're experiencing less sort of of that inflammatory process that so many of us experience over here. So it's pretty impressive. That's that is impressive. Great results. Is- Sorry. No, no, that is impressive. I mean, you know, right, right now, I think just like when I started off here, a lot of people are worried about the fact that, you know, they've been hunkered down for the last two years here, you know, battling, trying to stay proactively ahead of getting out and socializing a lot because of COVID. And, you know, a lot of people like even myself are, are seeing, looking down and seeing that extra pound or two that we've put on in the last two years. So one of the biggest questions that everybody has is, what can I do to lose some weight? And what supplements can I utilize to help attain my goals? What would you say this one? It's a great question, Montel. I think all of us, right, to your point, we've all experienced such a change in our lives. And the supplements that I think make the most sense while we're trying to lose those extra pounds are the supplements that help with our metabolism. So I think a a supplement like spice fruit, number one, I think it's awesome because it helps to get your metabolism to work more efficiently. So that's a great one. Another supplement that I think is really great for helping us to lose weight is something like berberin because berberin helps to balance our blood sugar as well as, you know, helping our body to, to lose that weight. What is berberin? So berberin is this really interesting berry and berberin has been used forever, like really throughout Asia. And, and it's used, it's used for so many different things, but it's oftentimes used as like before you eat a meal to help your body adjust to, if there's any sort of like, um, yeah, just any sort of things in the food that are not super clean. It helps with funguses. It helps with viruses. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of science around berberin. And I actually shared berberin with you, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago, because there was science that was being done on berberin relative to MS. So berberin is the special berry that helps with variety of different things. But I would say if you're talking about losing weight, things like spice fruit, and berberin are both like excellent, excellent choices. And they're available now. In, uh, yeah, like you can, you can Google spice fruit, um, find it on Amazon, berberin as well. You want to just make sure if you're taking supplements that you know that they're clean supplements, like where are they sourced? You know, so much contamination can happen 
in that supply chain process. So that's sort of the main message I would give about supplements. Okay, what, what are some of the simple tweaks that people can make to their lifestyle to make major improvements in their overall health? Oh my gosh. So the simplest tweak that I would say is hydration, making sure that you're getting enough hydration every single day. So if it's having that glass of water by your bed, when you wake up in the morning, um, if it's making sure that not necessarily you're drinking eight glasses of water, because that's not really, everybody is a different, has a different weight, has different levels of, of what they need for hydration, but making sure that you're urinating six times per day. I think if you can get that kind of hydration, that makes the biggest difference to anyone's health. And it's fast, right? Because once you're hydrated and you really know that you're hydrated, you feel completely different. Wow. <laughs> I, I, that's the first time I've heard that one. Um, I like to share new things with you, Montel. Well, there you go, especially when it comes to your... Now, now, what are some of the tips that you have like for just improving energy? It's not like taking caffeine and things like that, right? Right. So I think the number one thing to improving energy, right now we're in, most of us are in um, a state of fight or flight, right? So we are fears at a higher level than it's ever been. We're so out of sorts and our our rhythms are not sort of where they need to be. So the best thing I think that we can all do for more energy is help our bodies to get into a place of rest and digest. That's where you're parasympathetic, right? Rest and digest allows our bodies to naturally detox. When we're naturally detoxing, we have more energy. Our cells are functioning better. So we can get into rest and digest a thousand different ways. It, it can be through our sleep. It can be through the interactions that we have with other people, like the people that you're close to, more cuddling, more hugging, more love, more connection. We need more connection. That's one of the best ways. We need more touch. Touch is a great way for rest and digest. Um, anything that you can do that helps, like breathing exercises, all of those sort of things allow our body to get into rest and digest, going for a walk, holding hands when you're going for that walk, you know, just simple, simple stuff. Hydration helps us get into rest and digest. And you can Google rest and digest, print the list of the 20 things to do. You know, I'll, I can put it on my website for everybody. But if you're looking at how do I upregulate my parasympathetic nervous system or more simply, how do I get into a state of rest and digest? And I look at that every single day. That is the ultimate way to have more energy because you're able to detoxify the pollutants, the toxins that build up in our systems. And it doesn't intermittent fasting have a lot to do with that also. I mean, it's one of the things that think you taught me years ago that I have literally stuck with. I literally put try my best to put and if i'm if i slip up it's once every 30 days but i literally try my best to put at least a minimum of 12 hours between the last thing i eat and the first thing i eat so you know i try to finish my dinner by 6 30 and i don't eat again until 10 o'clock in the morning and i might not eat until 11 o'clock in the morning but i make sure that there's 12 hours in between which i feel you know helps the body relax and digest right Oh, most definitely. You know, uh, for everybody that's watching, 
I've had the amazing privilege of knowing you for over a decade. And I don't know how many people really understand the level of discipline that you have as a human being. Like I, in my life, and I'm around, you know, I think some of the most brilliant, high achievers, unbelievable humans on the planet. I've never known someone to be as disciplined as you. And so this concept of, um, of really eating based on certain timeframes has a huge impact on our health. And, and, you know, I know we, we probably spoke about it, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. Easily. Yeah, easily. Right. So I've always used fasting. I've used fasting for most of my life as my primary tool to heal my body and it's for free, right? So fasting and, and different ways of fasting, everything from the intermittent fasting, which is easy to do once you get into a little rhythm of it, to 10 days of water fasting, um, all sorts of different things. But fasting allows your body to produce more stem cells, which are you know the cells that we need to keep our youth. And fasting is a tool that's been used forever by everyone. And uh, there's so many fun ways to sort of approach it. So I think you're right. There's no question that intermittent fasting does a lot for energy. Yeah, I mean, I, I found that to, I'll talk to people like, oh, I couldn't do that. And I said, yeah, you can. It's really simple. I mean, you know, I try to make sure the last bite goes in your mouth before the sun goes down, you know, and don't put another bite in your mouth until the sun's been up. So you start that way. If you yeah. can just start that way, then way then that extra hour or so isn't really that tough. Especially yeah. if you can get eat, if you can get your dinner done by they say six thirty or so, you're gonna sleep past six thirty in the morning. So that's twelve hours right there. So anything else that you get on the other side of that is just extra gratis, right? Absolutely. I mean, what you're saying right now for all of us, I mean, especially thinking about where we are as a nation and where we need to go from a health perspective is very clear and these are simple strategies right like drinking more water doing it in the morning paying attention to when you're urinating intermittent intermittent fasting is phenomenal you know simple supplements are are great as well um but you don't have to do those things you can literally empower yourself through you know simple exercise water and good sleeping and, and these clear strategies well, you know, the good thing you just brought up, you just mentioned supplements. All supplements are not equal. And, you know, a lot of supplements that are formulated with other vitamins and minerals, but also lots of filler. You know, how can people, you know, safely track their overall intake and not accidentally, say, overdo it, especially when it comes to taking multiple products and not recognizing that some of them are different brands? So how do people track their supplementation? Yeah, it's a really great question. Uh, I think primarily the best way to do it is to understand like what are the RDAs for different supplements. And then depending, like everybody's different, right? So there are a lot of people that will just take a multivitamin and obviously there's no issue. When you're like people like you and I, you know, we can go up to 20 different supplements a day and be very comfortable doing that. Um, in those cases, it's where you're working to understand, okay, I know, like I have my blood work done and I know where my deficiencies are. So when you know where your deficiencies are, then you know what you need to be taking. 
and, and sort of what those levels need to be. But if you're dealing with fat soluble vitamins like vitamin D, you know, always, you can always check with your doctor, like what's the upper limit on what I should be taking here. Um, but most of the time, what I've found over the years is that we need more nutrition, way more nutrition than we're getting. And unless it's like a fat soluble vitamin that you're getting very, very high doses of, there are not issues. The bigger issues are more around what are the fillers and the additives that that could become an issue. And that's more a matter of like really knowing who you're buying your vitamins from. Like, don't just go on Amazon and say, okay, I, I heard about adaptogenic herbs, ashwagandha. This is great. I'm going to just buy whichever. It doesn't really, that's, you're not doing the right thing for your health that way. You need to know the company and you need to know like how they produce their products. Got it. And now, now there, there are always brand new trends that are happening in the, the holistic and wellness space. What, what are some of the most exciting new trends in holistic wellness? I mean, I think right now, people starting to really understand that they can support their immune function. Um, all the trends around learning about adaptogenic herbs. I mean, like you said, we've been talking about this for a long time, but it is definitely a trend right now. And it's a great trend. So anything that can help your body to adapt to stress, I think is a great trend. Uh, a lot of the supplements around brain health and brain function are really getting exciting right now. There's a lot of cool technologies. And I think a lot of the trends that are connected to different different tools. So I love Noom, for example, you know, these different technologies where we're really working with our mindset and our our mental health. Um, there's a lot of trends there which are which are just great. And you know what what are ceramides and, and why are they essential to say your healthy skin? Okay, so I was so excited when I knew you were going to ask me this question. So Montel, think of our skin over time. Ceramides are, if you think of a brick wall, and then you think about the mortar between those bricks, that's ceramides. So as we age, that mortar starts to break down and the outermost layer of our skin, our epidermis starts to also break down, of course. And our skin literally leaks out its moisture. So our skin's job is to protect our body, right? Like, and it has to deal with all of the offense coming from every single angle. Our ceramides are like the shield that we, it's like the glue, the shield that keeps the outermost layer in place. So, I mean, we all need to be taking ceramides. I think after the age of like 35 to 40, because it really protects everything inside, but it also just helps us to look our best. But now there are supplements for ceramide? Yeah. So you can get ceramides. I mean, ceramides you can find in like pineapple. Um, it's in the wheat. It's like in the germ of the wheat. So if you're eating wheat, you're getting some ceramides. But of course, you know, I like to take the ceramides as an ingestible supplement because I want that moisture in my skin the number, the first way our aging shows is by our skin getting dry. So, of course, I want to hit that one first. And you do it with ceramides. 
Gotcha. But you could, if you wanted to increase your ceremony, you could do so using, you said pineapple? Or yeah, you can, eat, you can eat pineapple. Pineapple has ceramides. Um, wheat germ. So, you know, you can get wheat germ. You can add that. If if you're not gluten intolerant, you can get wheat germ um, and or a supplement. Wow. Okay. Now, you know, we talked about and did a whole special on the fact of, of eating good fats and bad fats and what's yes. the importance of them and adding those to your daily, you know, regimen. Explain that a little bit. I think fats are, you know, the most important macronutrient. So we're eating protein, we're eating carbohydrates, we're eating fats. And for somebody like me who has these autoimmune health issues, fat is the fuel, the best fuel that I can personally be burning. Um, you know, when you eat enough fats and, you, and you're in a ketogenic state, you're producing higher levels of ketones and ketones are considered to be like the fourth macronutrient. And all of a sudden you're talking about energy, you know, the brain energy that you have, the way your organs work. I kind of like to compare um, a high fat keto lifestyle to like an electric car compared to like an old sort of gas guzzling vehicle. And there's a real difference in the way those two work. A keto uh, diet is more difficult. I'm sorry. No, no, no. A keto diet I'm can be more difficult to do. But if you can just get into a place where you're eating more fats, like low carb, high fat, and then see how that feels, and then you can perhaps go into keto. Gotcha. And what does that have to do with autophagy? So autophagy means, and that's where my first book was on, on autophagy. So autophagy is auto self phagy to eat, right? So we have this natural process that occurs every single day in our bodies, that's autophagy, right? And in every single one of your cells, your body is literally like eating up some of the junk. Maybe this other cell is being killed. Um, there's all sorts of different things, but that has to do with autophagy. So this self-eating process that occurs has a lot to do with the foods that we're eating, the way that we're sleeping. And so a high fat diet is useful in activating more autophagy. It's just one of the ways that you can activate your own autophagy. It's another sort of free thing that we can do. We have this free thinking, which I love this platform that you've come up with Montel. I think it's so genius. And then there are all these free ways that we can really improve our health. Wow. And you know, you've got to be working on some new stuff this year. What's 2022 look like for you? 2020 for me, where I'm where I'm really excited this year, what I've been working on. I mean, I think again, the immune function, like the spice fruit. I'm so passionate. I'm so obsessed with with understanding different cultures and what they're doing. So that's one thing that I'm pretty intensely involved in. And also just like you were talking about ceramides, you know, I think that skincare comes from within. So getting the right collagen peptides, things that you don't see on the market, like really taking the collagen genome and sequencing it so that we're getting the right collagen for our skin and really approaching skincare from the inside out. It's That's what you're working on right now? Mm -hmm. It hasn't oh. been done. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm working on right now. And it's, and, and, and it incorporates things like ceramides, you know, all of these beauty proteins. I just really believe skincare is so important for protecting our entire body. And so if our skin's not leaking that moisture, if we have a strong barrier, and of course, you know, we look our best, that's really helpful for our immune function. Now, if people wanted to get more information and, and read more about you, where would they go? NaomiWhittle.com, um, my website, Instagram, um, all of the different social platforms. You can find a lot of our blogs. I mean, we write constantly. It's just a lot, a lot of information out there that we're trying to share from a global perspective, but really sort of fine tune it and make it simple and digestible. People can catch you on QVC, right? Are you doing something? With yeah, you? we're getting ready to come back. QVC asked me um, to come back and we're in the process of doing that. So sometime later this year, probably around May, June, you'll see me on QVC. And, you know, I think so highly of those days when I first started on QVC and you, you really helped me to um, communicate the messages clearly. So I love those days. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share, please? I don't know, Montel. I think if there's anything that you can think of that you would say, you know, would be important for the audience. Um, well, you know, again, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, what are there any? Well, let me ask it this way. We know that in recent weeks, there was a study that was done at the University of Oregon that's found that certain cannabinoids, not necessarily all just all cannabis, but THC, but we're talking about some of the other secondary cannabinoids yes. have been having in research some profound effects on things like the COVID virus. I mean, um, there's a, an article that came out about a week or two ago, uh, a study published from uh, the University of Oregon, where they found out that um, CBDA and CBGA, which are the acid versions of those two cannabinoids, seem to stop the spike protein from being able, from the COVID virus, from being able to enter the cells. And we know that, you know, human beings were born with something that's called the endocannabinoid system, which is that secondary, you know, that, that system that seems to keep the cells operating in peak efficiency. So, you know, that's one thing that I think when science will prove out what they proved a year ago when it was first written about that they thought that cannabinoids were having profound impact on slowing and stemming the COVID virus. But we have to wait for more research to actually state that, though there's a lot of peer-reviewed documents already out there. Yes. What else could people do and take that might mm -hmm. help slow their ability to be susceptible to that virus? Um, I read that study. I think it's just so fascinating. I mean, to think that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the endocannabinoid system was discovered in like 1992. Well, you know, there's even information that it was probably discovered earlier than that when uh, Raphael Mashulam discovered, discovered the THC and CBD and discovered something called cannabinoids. He then figured out within a year of that, that we had this system, CB1, CB2 connectors, that literally were antagonized by, or agonized by plant-based cannabis, but we actually made our own cannabinoids. One's called um, 2-AG and the other one is anandamide. 
So um, yes. those chemicals in our body are the only two that we found so far. Retro, we call they're not hormones, but you know, um, uh, they run retro in the body. So he discovered this as early as 86. And then, you know, refining that and getting peer-reviewed documents out there, it was probably around 92, 93 that, you know, the world became aware of this system. So we know that there's a system in our body that's there just to keep ourselves operating at in homeostasis. And if that's what that system does, we know that plant-based, um, you know, cannabinoids literally can help increase the production of our own cannabinoids, which are helping our cells stay in that Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. Goldilocks zone is what helps our body fight off invasion. Right? So powerful. No, it's it's so I I when I started learning about the endocannabinoid system, I was just so passionate, so excited, so grateful that we now are learning and having this these insights, you know, we used to think, oh, when I go for a run, I'm getting a runner's high. No, no, that's the endocannabinoid system being activated, right? And like, you Correct. can activate it through singing and all these different beautiful things. So spectacular. Um, so I just think I agree with you. I mean, I think that the more we learn about these plants, the more we understand these different aspects of the plants. Um, the better off we're going to be. And the breaking, groundbreaking science that's coming out right now, um, Montel, I just think we all need to be very focused on it. I know right now, like CBD sales are just, are skyrocketing. And it's like, we as a nation are paying attention. They they are, you know, they're skyrocketing. But I think one of the things that that is kind of, you know, the downside to that is that people think that it's just cbd but it's not just cbd it's cbc it's cbda it's cbg there are several other cannabinoids that just have that same power and then when you go to adaptogens like you had said ashwagandha you know of course now one or two you know commercial brands have thrown that out there but they forgot radiola they forgot um you know um ah, sorry ginseng and others right. that, that are adaptogens right. also that are just as important to our overall health, right? And the needs that we have, like we need this and we're all sort of communicating with one another. So I think 2022 could be a year where we as as people could become the healthiest, like the absolute healthiest we've been. Absolutely. Well, one more time, give them a website that people can go to if they want to get more information from you. Sure. It's um, NaomiWhittle.com. So N-A-O-M-I-W-H-I-T-T-E-L.com. Excellent. Excellent. I got to thank, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. And you know, you always have a home here, especially if you have any breakthroughs or anything you want to break. Let us know because I know our viewers would really love to hear more. I would love to share, Montel. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. We're all so grateful. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of Free Thank You with Montel. Thanks for joining me on 3 Thinking with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please send us your comments.